Where Nobody Knows Your Name, season two, is filmed in front of no one. Hello and welcome to Where Nobody Knows Your Name. This is season two, and uh, today we're going to be talking about personal business. Episode three. Episode three, and uh, yeah, it was a good one. Yes, it aired on 20th of October, 1983. And uh, this is Tom Reader writing, I'm not sure it was written before. And it's directed by James Burroughs, who I'm very certain has directed this before. Um, yeah, he's not he's not a newcomer. He's only one or two. Uh, I guess let's start with the cold opening. The Andersons. Oh, the Andersons. All four of them. All four, yeah. So Malville's from above called down. They call Coach to say that Anderson party's table is ready. Coach calls it out. It's all fine. Two parties have the name Anderson. Two married couples, I assume. Mm, two parties of two. Yeah. They say, oh, there's two two Anderson parties. Which one of us is it? Coach Coach calls back and... Misunderstands them. Uh, Coach's uh, bluntness to uh, understand what people are saying comes to the forefront. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, the couples, they look different, don't they? Yeah. One's older mm-hmm. and a bit bigger. Yeah. One's quite slim and young. Yeah. One's a kind of yuppie type. The other maybe middle-aged. Perhaps. And after talking to uh, Malville's on the phone, Coach says, oh... It's for the blubber butts. <laughs> Which, uh, you know, is, is, is a fancy Hendersons. One half of them. <laughs> <laughs> but they seem to understand it's the table's for them, I guess. Yeah, they don't look happy about it, but, no. you know, I wonder what happened when they went upstairs. Can't, uh, can't imagine they would be too pleased. I'd like to think that they were upstairs, actually went, who are you? And they go to the Anderson party and go, no, 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 we're talking about the blue rats. <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a misunderstanding. Yeah. And I think that was quite a nice little cold open. Not good customer service from the Malvilles there. Do you remember that uh, 40 Towers episode where they built the wall? There was some joining or building which needed to be done. For some reason, Basil Fawlty, he has to go to hospital for whatever reason. Manuel, who is the butler butler waiter, he's in charge of the desk. And he's he's Spanish, he's from Barcelona. There's builders coming in who have a bit of a reputation for being the cowboy builder type, kind of being a bit loose on the job. The hotel manager calls and he's like, I want to talk to this person. And Manuel goes, okay, who is this? Uh, Mr. Fawlty goes, the one who looks like a dirty ape. And Manuel goes... Which one of you is Dirty Ape? And then he gets really angry and punches Manuel. But it's the same kind of misunderstanding. Yeah. Confusion on the phone. Yeah. That's why phones are no good, John. It's like I said as well, though. Poor customer service. Let's have a look at this episode, James. We, we start off with a bit of a dispute from Carla and Diane. Dan wants a certain day off and mm. he's trying to force Carla to swap dates. Carla doesn't want to. Fair enough, you know. Yeah. Shouldn't have to switch. Rote has been made. Diane's kind of like trying to force Sam to force Carla. Hmm. But she's trying to use a position as Sam's girlfriend to essentially force other people to do what she wants. It should have been called Diane wants a day off. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Diane actually recognises that uh, she's been taking advantage of this sort of situation mm-hmm. and realises she needs to stand out on her own and get a new job. So she resigns. She resigns. The most Diane way you can resign yeah. in French. <laughs> and she's looking for more work. She announces she's got a job. Being offered a job of sorts, they need to just get a reference. She is is expecting a call at the bar, yeah. which Sam would, you'd hope, answer. Being the employer. Coach kind of gets there first. Um, and I love this coach share conversation on the phone. Are you this... <laughs> he just goes on a run. Really angry, isn't he? Yeah. I was expecting him to just start swearing down the phone. You're the ducky hedges who owes me 50 bucks! I think that's one of my favourite coach moments so far. From from all of it. Just how angry he goes from like 0 to 10. 
I thought it was brilliant. But Sam wrestles him full of phone, essentially. Again, bad customer service. Yeah, bad, bad. <laughs> that's the theme of this episode. Sam eventually gets the phone and gives a good reference. Uh, but the employer is clearly... What's the word? Sleazy. <laughs> if you do a drinking game to this podcast, then drink every time we say the word sleazy. Don't. I can't condone that. But yeah, so uh, Diane grabs the phone off Sam, declines the job because the uh, employer... It was a bit sleazy. Another drink. <laughs> Meanwhile, we get a sort of revelation from Norm. Yeah. It was very sad. It was quite shocking, I found. I think shocking, but also kind of slightly expected. Yes. Norm, uh, Norm and Vera, his long-term girlfriend and then wife, are, are breaking up. Bet you didn't see that coming. I thought the reactions from the bar weren't um, concerned enough, I guess. Yeah. A lot of people like... Ah, it's your chance to move on. And no one's been with Vera for at least ten years, I guess. Um, they were in high school, weren't they? Depends when they met in high school, if it was oh, senior year. Yeah, so it was a big surprise that they had broke up. And yeah, the kind of advice given was... Ah, you Get don't. back on the horse line. Yeah, maybe, maybe maybe think about it a bit. Maybe just, you know, calm down a bit first. Yeah, so he doesn't look around the bar and he goes, they know where I am. He's got Drinks quite, his pint. quite a swagger. I, I saw that swagger. I was like, all right, no one. Sit back down. Sit down. And I feel, again, this was setting up long plots of the season. Oh, yeah, I was about to say, I, I feel like uh, the writers hate Norm. Around this time in season one, he lost his job. Now he loses his wife. What more can they take from him? As the episode enters its final act, Diane refuses the job with this new employer because mm-hmm. of his ulterior motives. And uh, that conversation on the phone uh, makes her reassess her employment at Cheers in the first place. She says, uh, did he initially offer the job back in... The first episode yeah. of season one for the same reasons that this person had offered a job now. He kind of flips on his head and he says uh, she accepted it. <laughs> because he's a stallion. Yeah. He says something along those lines. Interesting. It's interesting to flip it on his head like that and look at it through a new perspective. And it puts into perspective Diane's original motives for her uh, wanting to work at yeah. Cheers. It's hard to find many reasons why she did want to work there. She was in a particularly low point with her fiancé leaving her in cheers essentially but to then stay in that bar that holds quite bad memories yeah it's a little bit strange in the first episode ever of cheers sam basically does a three-fold explanation why she would want to take a job at cheers and he's right on all accounts Mm. but this conversation here questions whether there was another reason from either of their perspectives we've talked a lot about customer service in this episode one of the things that sam said when Diane questions whether she was rehired because Sam says something along the lines of because you're the best girlfriend slash waitress in the city and you suck as a waitress. Oh, I just didn't pick up on him saying that. She is the best waitress in the city, though. She won the, the contest. She did. She won Boston, Boston Barmaid, Barmaid contest. Though I did notice earlier in the episode she's um talking to some customers about authors and poets are alcoholics yeah. and how it ties into depression. And then she goes, so what would you like to drink? And I guess that that was one of the reasons why she... Uh, Decided to work at a bar for new experiences. She had a her book of quotes from the bar as well. Yeah. Should I talk about the guest cast? Yeah, let's go into that. So we have Tony Brafer as Mr. Anderson, number one. And he also appeared in Happy Days. Which one is uh, number one? I think it's the younger one, because he's the first to speak, if my memory serves correctly. He also appeared in The Naked Gun and Hamburger, the motion picture. What? What is Hamburger? Because it's got many layers. What? <laughs> Does it make sense? <laughs> so what is it? It's cheesy, isn't it? <laughs> um, and James Ingersoll played Mr. Anderson number two, who has a career spanning almost 40 years, appearing in 
Kolchak, the Night Stalker, Different Strokes, Knight Rider, Quantum Leap, Columbo, MacGyver, Star Trek Enterprise, The West Wing, House. Yep. Dexter. Yep. Olympus Has Fallen. Yep. Very good. Oh, so 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 much rich history. There's not a show there which I dislike. <laughs> High praise. <laughs> Out of the list I curated from all of the stuff you've done, there's not a show I don't dislike. Patrick Stack played customer number one. He's appeared in Trapper John, MD. <laughs> that was that fact going over my head. And the Golden Girls. One thing I certainly found interesting, and you touched upon it, was um, Carla and Diane arguing over who should switch shifts. Again, ties into how Carla had or has feelings for Sam, because mm. she's clearly jealous that I can kind of get away with what she wants. I guess the episode kind of ends how it started, in terms of that classic kind of sitcom, well, everything's restored. That's the sitcom cycle, isn't it? Um, Most of the time. I suppose actually, Norm. But in terms of Diane's employment and her being okay being employed in Cheers, it was all fine by the end. They were going to take a month to sort of get over it, then it reduced down to they were a week gonna, and then yeah, a day and then like gonna, an hour. They were going to have a month to have a strictly professional relationship. Yeah. Then by the end of the discussion, it was 15 minutes. And then they said it, it takes 15 minutes to get to Sam's apartment. Yeah, because they were both thirsty, so they left the bar. Trivia time. Got some good questions today, James? Have we got a drink order as well? Oh, we got... We, I should look at the uh, the order list. Yeah, we do. We've got um, we've got a lovely drink from Mark yeah. today, a rum dinger. One who dings rum. I tell you what, a rum dinger is there, James. Yeah, a little bit of Marabou. Malibu. Yeah. Ooh. Melon liqueur. 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 What are you? Juice of orange. That's <laughs> my, my recipe. And juice of pineapple. <laughs> juice of pineapple. <laughs> and this uh, this uh, this recipe I've looked up has been viewed by six thousand three hundred forty three people. Three star. Uh, it's okay. The, the people have spoken on it... cocktail.uk. Uh, <laughs> I think that sounds lovely, Mark. But if you want to have a rum dinger together, send a message, we'll arrange something. Three stars. Okay. The people have spoken. <laughs> so, we got any trivia questions today, James? <clears throat> Why does Diane want to switch shifts with Kana? She wants to go to an event. I didn't remember the event, but I'm not wrong. Would you like me to tell you? Yeah. Something uh, about poets. Classic Diane. Oh, Yana Falacci is giving a speech at Harvard. I'd rather work. Yeah. <laughs> so, like coach, coach works uh, even on his day off. Got good work ethic. Might meet someone from the Titanic if you do. Yeah. I like how now we can just like draw back on other episodes <laughs> very casually, as if it's like a well known comment. <laughs> you know. <laughs> like you might meet someone from the Titanic. <laughs> In this episode, we get a lovely rendition of a song for uh, from Cliff to Norm. What song does uh, Cliff sing? I don't know. Lovely little uh, number of Are You Lonesome? <laughs> Are You Lonesome Tonight? Uh, which... Oh, while he's calling Vera. Yeah. We'll give a little uh, a little spin of that now. Are you lonesome tonight? Why, according to Norm, did Vera split up with him? Uh, there were three reasons. Actually, there were two reasons that we know. One, I can't remember the first one. Could be that he drinks too much. Second one was that he doesn't listen to her, and the third one he can't remember, or he was stopped listening. <laughs> yeah, you're pretty close. We've got the quote here. Yeah. She said, we no longer communicate, that I never listen to her, a bunch of other stuff. Yak, yak, yak. Another Norm-centred question. When Norm walks into the bar, he gets asked, uh, what would be Norm? What does he kind of say? What's Norm's quip of this episode? Uh, it's something grumpy. He, he says, 
something in a size 54 sudsy. I'm not, not really sure what it means. So, is it a shoe size? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> what was written on Diane's resignation letter? This was the French I didn't know. And I've already said I didn't know it, so... We'll play it. Although my tenure here has been one of value and enlightenment, still... Il faut cultiver notre jardin. What does that mean, James? Uh, one must cultivate their own garden. And what would Cliff say about that? I'd say, uh, Diana, I think you kind of messed around with the with the <laughs> derogatory tense there. Kind of, kind of swayed into a Christopher Walken. Yeah, bit, Diana. <laughs> we talked a, a little bit earlier about a Coach's phone call. Who was he talking to on the phone? And what did they owe him? I want to say Bucky Heathers. Ducky Hedges. Oh, oh, what did he owe him? Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Yeah. yeah, and Coach was. <laughs> he went off on one. I was quite close with Bucky Heathers. I know. It's, yeah. So, Still such, a, such a shame you got the first letters wrong both <laughs> of those. Well, I guess this is last calls, James. How are you feeling after this episode? As we've said, this episode was a lot about customer service, and the themes that addressed were making sure. The reasons your employers are there are the right reasons. Yeah. I guess uh, in the vein of customer service, we'll be having a smile as we make that uh, rum dinger. As I, as I said before, Malibu, Melon Lacroix, juice of an orange, juice of a pineapple. We'll uh, serve it with a smile the way that you like it, free Thank- and on the house. Thank you for listening. This has been Where Nobody Knows Your Name. <laughs>